Well, good morning. My name is Travis, the lead pastor here at Antioch Community Church, and I'm so thankful that you're here. Uh, it's good to see you now. I can see you. Um, so uh, thankful that you are here. You know, one of the things that we love doing this time of year is having different opportunities uh, with, with many people uh, being new in this season and, and, and newer to this church family, given opportunities to dive into community. So Kale was sharing some things earlier about uh, our, our, our household weekends and heart of the house where you can learn more about who we are. The last Last couple of weeks, we've had a life group fair because life groups really are at the center of what we do as a church, getting together house to house. And uh, we've also just got events where we just have the opportunity to get to, to know people that we maybe otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to know. Just a couple of those things coming up I wanted to make sure you guys heard about. One is a men's golfing outing that we're having next weekend. So next Saturday morning, this coming one, uh, we, we've been having a, a men's golf event. And so no matter the skill level, I have had a few people that I've texted like, no, I don't want to endanger everybody there, but uh, but it, you know it doesn't. There's no skill level required. Just out with a group of guys to have some fun. You can sign up online for that. It's coming up just in six days. Two weeks from today, uh, we're having our second annual field day. We kicked that off last year. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of people up here. Uh, every you get, you get assigned to different teams, the different colors, and everybody wears that color and do different events and competitions around the campus. And uh, you're paired off with people from every stage of life. So again, uh, there's people I still know really well today that I met and got to know that day. Uh, and the purple team may or may not have won uh, overall, but, but nonetheless, it's a friendly competition, opportunity to get to know uh, one another and, and have a good time together. So that's two weeks from today. We do need you to sign up for that as well, because they're gonna be uh, orchestrating all the, all the teams and kind of getting all, all that set up. So if you can register for that in the next week, that would be great, but it's gonna be right here at the church and a, and a really fun time and opportunity to get to know some other people. Well, today we are finishing up our series called Through the Noise. First two weeks of this series, we really focused in on the noise itself and how deafening it is and how uh, it can, can consume our, our minds and vies for our affection and our attention and just how present it is uh, in, in many different forms and on many, any given device. And, and there's just a lot of noise, a lot of voices. And, and all the while, God is beckoning us to come to Him, to abide in Jesus. And there's this sweet place of life, and yet it's, at times uh, we, we, we're, we feel the, the temptation and the, the noise around us calling us to, to give it our attention and our affection. The second week, we look specifically at the dangers of the noise and how it has led us as a society to epi epidemic levels of anxiety and, and depression, and God all the while, again, calling us into freedom into life, in, into healing, if we can just get through the noise. And so these last couple of weeks, last week and today, we're gonna be focusing more on through the noise. What's, what's on the other side? What is God wanting us to step into and to see and make a part of our everyday reality beyond or through the noise? And so last week, Adam did a great job of sharing with us about uh, spiritual warfare and the fact that we are in a, in a battle. He really had something he was carrying in his heart to, to raise the alarm again for the church that, hey, we are in a battle. And whether you are engaging in it or not, 
not, it is happening. And so we as the church must, must engage. And he talked uh, about the, the tactics of the enemy, that we have a, a real enemy and uh, the, the devil is, is like a, a prowling lion and he's out to steal, to kill and to destroy. And yet uh, we are to be aware of his schemes, but in awe of God, who is the victor. And, uh, and, and find out what are, what are his plans and purposes to combat the tactics of the enemy. And so we talked through that just, and we gotta step into that, that reality. And, and today we're gonna talk about a, a, another reality. In fact, I, I felt like uh, the, the thing that is on God's heart, both for last week and this week, is just giving us a fresh revelation of reality. What is real? That, that the noise and all the voices and opinions and media and social media and all the entertainment that we can drown our sorrows in and all those kind of things, that's just, that's just noise and that's not reality, but what is, what is really real? And God, would you, would you give us a fresh revelation of reality? You are the one who created all things. You're the one who holds all things together. We need a little perspective from heaven to say, what is, what is real? What, what is the firm footing? What is the solid foundation that, I'm, that I'm, I'm building my life upon? And I believe that God wants to reveal that to us today. And, and, I, and I was stirred in preparing for this morning uh, by, by something that, that Paul said in 1 Corinthians. Uh, uh, Paul was a guy who planted many churches, probably the, the original church planner, uh, wrote much of the New Testament. He was a guy who had previously uh, persecuted the church, imprisoned followers of Jesus, and, and then he had a revelation of the reality of Christ Jesus. And he saw Jesus, and from that point, everything changed in his life, and he became the man that, that we see and know as, as revealed through many of his letters and uh, the recording of the book of Acts in Scripture. And so you know, we, we see this man who had had a, a revelation of Jesus, and there's a passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 18, where he is declaring the way that he is going to live and those that are, that are with him. He says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal, right? So he's, he's making this declaration. I have seen Jesus. It, it's a declaration that, that I think many in this room as followers of Christ would, would say, I've seen Jesus and I believe that he is the king of all kings. I, I've seen him and I believe that he is the Lord of heaven and, and earth. He, I believe that he is my savior, that I was dead in sin and he rescued me and saved me. And so I'm, I give him my allegiance. He's, he's Jesus. And, and so I, I've seen him. So I'm not going to live. I, I, I will not fix my eyes on what is seen, on, on what is temporary, on, on what is already, as we speak, fading away. That's not, that's not what I'm gonna fix my eyes on. I'm gonna fix my eyes on something that's real that is eternal. It's unseen, but, it's, but it's, it's real. And that's that's where I'm going to live. And I believe that's what God is inviting us into at another level. What does it look like to step into that which is unseen and yet is more real than anything that we could see? 
I want to express it in this way. Uh, if you hearken back to last week in spiritual warfare, we, talking about the, the tactics of the enemy, and he's, he's a deceiver and the father of lies, and this is, this is his tactics to, to skew and to manipulate and to use half-truths, and, 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 uh, and we, we need to be a people who step into the midst of that noise, and it's like smoke and mirrors, right? It's just like, oh, this or that, or, or I'm allured by this thing. Oh, that's shiny. I need one of those. Or I feel very worthless today because I haven't achieved this. Whatever the, it, it is that's being spoken in these voices, it's just like, blow away the smoke and the mirrors and just say, I'm gonna step into a, a reality of heaven. I wanna step into a, a, a reality where, where Jesus is on his throne and, and I, I'm listening to what he's saying. I, I'm stepping into the truth of, of his word and everything else is just, is just smoke and mirrors. But I'm not gonna get fooled anymore by that. I'm just not gonna get fooled anymore. Like, stop it. Like, that, that's, that's, not even, that's not going to trip me up anymore. I, I'm, I'm moving into a place where I'm, I'm living in a different Reality and Jesus had a word for this reality, and he and he and he talked about used this this word more than any other thing that he talked about. He talked about it over a hundred times in in his earthly ministry. It was actually the very first thing we have recorded that he spoke about in Mark one fourteen. It's the very last thing that he spoke about to his disciples in Acts one three, and that is kingdom, this kingdom that he came to usher in. He, he, in a discussion, or it was answering a question when he was on trial before Pilate, and Pilate said, are you a king? At the end of his life, are you a king? And he said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my disciples would have already taken up their, their weapons and come to fight against you. It's not that kind of kingdom. It is of another place. And yet what we recognize about the kingdom is it infiltrates and influences every kingdom, every government, every system that this earth has ever created, that there is a kingdom that comes and impacts and influences and consumes all. And he reigns and rules over it all. And so what does it look like for us to step into, to live in the reality of his kingdom. What, what, what does that look like? How do we get there? Because I, I believe and I hope that there is a stirring within us today to step into that place, to, to step into this place and say, I, that's, where, that's where I wanna live. That, that's how I, I wanna operate. But I, let's, let's get a little bit of a picture. And one of my favorite places to, to find a picture of the, the kingdom, though again, Jesus talks about it over a hundred times, is, is out of Matthew chapter 11. And it's a discussion that Jesus is having with the disciples of John the Baptist in, in a season where, where, where John the Baptist is struggling. And, and, and it's Jesus's response that I think gives us a beautiful picture of the kingdom. Matthew chapter 11, I want to begin reading for us in verse 1. After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. 
And as John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. I'm one of those guys on an airplane that you may not like to sit by. I, I, I like to snuggle up by the window. I'm not because I'll talk your ear off, but because I like to open the window. Like I like to open and look out. It's just like, it's bright, close the window. Like I'm trying to rest. But, uh, and I don't keep it open the whole time, but I like to peek out the window at times because you just get a different perspective than you usually get to have, a different vantage point. And so I like to, to just peek out the window. Like, oh, we're flying over mountains. I like to do it when we're ascending and descending just to kind of see. And, um, and there was one, one such time Time where we, I was flying in, into Boston, and uh, as, as we were beginning our descent, I open up the window, and, and it's just like this beautiful day. It's like the sun is shining bright, the, 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 the sky is completely blue and clear. There's like, a, there's like a floor of white clouds beneath us, and it's just like, wow, this is like heavenly or something. It's just just beautiful, clear day. Well, as we continue our descent, we head down into those clouds and they grow darker and darker as we get down into them. And all of a sudden, we're in a bit of a storm. And, uh, and it's, the, it's a dark gray clouds. It begins to rain. We hit some turbulence and we finally land. And it's like, it's like 40 something degrees in June in Boston. And you're like, what, what is this? And, uh, and we've gotten into this and all of a sudden we're in the storm and you're like, man, it's not supposed to be this cold in June. What's going on? Cause we were living there at the time. And, and it's like, what, what, what is this? I don't like this. It shouldn't be like this anymore. And I'm getting wet and rainy and you know, you're trying to get on, on you know, public transportation or whatever. And it's just, it's just nasty. And, and, uh, and yet at the same time, I've just had this experience where, wow, it, it's a storm and it's nasty and it's cold and that's a bummer because it's June, but it's actually just above this. is shining bright. Like somewhere up there, the, the sky is blue because like, I, I was just there. And, and it's like, I'm, I'm living in this reality and all I can see and feel and touch is like, is like this cold, damp, stormy weather and it's putting me in a bad mood and it's kind of affecting uh, my, my reality. But in, in, in ultimate reality, it's somewhere up there, this clear, beautiful day. And, and, it, and, it, and I think the kingdom is something like that. Like, like there, there's things that we experience that don't feel like what we want them to feel like. It doesn't seem like the, the kingdom of God is having its way. And yet what we know is reality is that the sun is still shining, that, that the skies are blue, that there is hope, that, that there, is, there is life in God. And we've got to figure out how we stay above the storm, above some of the realities or the noise of life and, and dwell in, in kingdom living with, with our eyes, with our, with our mindset, keeping our eyes fixed on things above. And so, uh, so we, we, we want to live in that place. And yet it's, it's not easy. We, we even have here John the Baptist, 
one who was the cousin of Jesus, who, who had, had conversations with Jesus, who is now all of a sudden it has been imprisoned. And so, so he's in prison for uh, the ministry that he's been called to. And all of a sudden he's kind of questioning things like, wait a second, this, this is not how I thought this was going to turn out. I, I didn't really picture myself being in prison like this or you know, his life is being threatened. He's soon to lose his life. And, and all of a sudden he is having this, this question because of the storm around him. Like, wait, what is, what is real? Are you, are you real Jesus? Is what you're doing and what you're about and this kingdom that you're ushering in, is that, is that what, it, what, I, what I've been believing it to be? And so he's in this place of, of struggle because, because here's the thing. I hope that as we leave here today, that, that we're, there, there's something that's of agreement in our hearts. If, if you're a follower of Jesus, and, and there's a, that there will be something in an agreement in your heart that like, yes, he is the king. And I do wanna live for his kingdom. He is the Lord of heaven and earth, and I wanna come under him and be a part of what he's doing on the earth today. I want to live for what is unseen, what is eternal. Like there's something that's compelled within us today, and I hope that that's true, because it's gotta, it's gotta start there, or start there again, restart there. And yet it's not just like, okay, and now that's how I'm gonna live. We, we know that, right? It's, it's not quite that simple. It's not like, okay, I'm just gonna decide I'm gonna come to, to field day in two weeks. Okay, and I'm just, I'm just gonna show up and I just make that decision and I show up, okay? It, it's not like that. It's like, it's like, okay, I'm gonna show up at field day, but that day I got, I got a couple of kids that are, that are under the weather. I just got in a fight with my spouse or my, my roommate on the drive. And then on top of that, we had a flat tire uh, on, on the way. I start begin, beginning to believe lies that, uh, why should I even go? Travis and the purple team are just gonna win again. And it's like, and it's, like it's not even gonna be fun. And you start believing all these things and, and then all of a sudden you, you, you don't get there. You don't, you know, there's, there's a struggle, right? There, there's a struggle with like, with I wanna live out the, the values of the kingdom. I wanna, I wanna live in a kingdom reality. There, there's daily choices and decisions that we, that we make to live in that. And they're not always easy. John's made some of those choices and he's in prison. And even, even in that time, he's like, wait, what is this all about? And, and it, then it gets real simple. Jesus just says to, to the disciples of John, just go back and report to him what you hear and see. Hey, you've been hanging out around here for the last day. Why don't you just go and tell him what, you, what you've heard and what you've seen? And, and then there's this description. This is what you've heard and seen. Then you can know that, that I am the Messiah, that the kingdom has come. Because over and over again in, in his ministry, Jesus has said, um, you know, he's healed someone and said, the kingdom has come near to you. You know, the, the, the demonized have been set free. That, hey, the kingdom has come near to you. And so, so over and over, we're, we're seeing that. And, and this is what, what Jesus reminds John of. Verse five, the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. This is kingdom. One way to think about it is those, those times that, that kind of have a time and space and a place where you show up and, and, and people would say something like, God is here. God is here. 
this, what, what, what I'm experiencing, it's, it's not of man. It's not just something that we're working up. God, God is here. He, he's showing up here and, and blind are receiving sight, dead are being raised. The good news is being proclaimed for, for the transformation of the, the human soul. Like God is here. His, his kingdom is here and kingdom is, is simply the, the domain of the king. It's, that's kind of what we're talking about is where, where the king has domain is where the kingdom resides. And, and so we have been given opportunity to take the kingdom wherever that we go, that, that we, we have the opportunity. So, so for example, when we gather here on Sundays, man, we're believing that, that each person, that's our prayer, it is our aim, it is, is how, it is how we think through things, that every person that shows up here on a Sunday would have every opportunity to experience kingdom, the domain of the king. Uh, our, our prayer would be that when, when people walk away from, from this service, it would be like, man, God was there. Like that, God's present. Like not, not anything about the practical, like we don't care about like, dude, we're just trying to set, a, set an atmosphere, set the table, say, God wants you come because you're the one that establishes a kingdom. You, it's where, where, you're, where you're leading us, where you're in control, where you're speaking. And, and we, we are, we're coming under your domain. And so that's, that's our heart, that's our desire is that, that we would step into that place. But it's not only for a place like this, a sanctuary or a church, it, it's something that we carry with us. Uh, we, we also hope and, and would pray that, that you are strengthened to carry the kingdom of God wherever you go. That, that your, your life um, would be evidence of, of the kingdom. And so, in fact, we're, we are, we're given an encouragement in that. Jesus goes on after kind of this description of, hey, tell John what you see and hear, that the kingdom's come that this is what's happening and this is evidence of, of the kingdom of God, where, where God is present. And then he goes on to, to actually speak really highly of John and, and say, man, what did you go, you saw a prophet, someone who was called by God to, to precede the Messiah and to foretell of his coming and to, lead, to, to open up a way for him. And he says this about John, truly I tell you among those born of women, there's not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Pretty high compliment, right? That's awesome. And, and yet at the same time he says, yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. John the Baptist is often uh, referred to or known as the, the last of the, the Old Testament prophets uh, where, where then Jesus came and there was a new kingdom, a new covenant that was established. And, and so he's saying there's this new kingdom that, that you and I have the opportunity to reside in. And, and part of that has to do with the, the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit uh, that, that, that didn't happen before John. And, and so we have this new place to, to carry the kingdom of God by the spirit of God into every, uh, every domain that we enter into. And we carry light into darkness. We carry freedom into places of bondage. We, we carry hope into hopelessness. It's, this, it's the reality of the, the domain of Jesus that is so contrary uh, to the fear and oppression, hopelessness of this world. We have the opportunity, even uh, the, the mandate to do that. And I wanna go into that mandate, but I wanted us to be encouraged by this, yet whoever, there's nobody that's, that's been like John before. And really, I mean, you go back like, wow, okay, Abraham, 
Moses, all these guys like, what? really? Wow, that's high praise. And yet, he who is least. So any of us in here who may feel like, man, I'm the least. Like these guys got it together. This person been walking with Jesus for a long time. Even the least is greater than John the Baptist because of the kingdom reality of the spirit of God in your life uh, that, that you have the opportunity to go and see his kingdom come. It's what we've been called to pray as Jesus modeled the, the, the Lord's prayer, he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so what does it look like for us to believe for uh, heavenly realities to infiltrate this earth? It's what we're called to do, to pray in, to, to believe for by the way that we live. I want us to look at another passage of scripture here in Acts chapter one, and we're gonna begin reading in verse eight. It's actually right after verse three that I mentioned earlier uh, where Jesus is spending 40 days speaking to his disciples about the kingdom of God. What, what an incredible thing to have, have heard and been around for. And, and yet at the same time, they, they, were still, uh, they were still figuring it out. And, uh, and, and we, we read this in Acts one, Verse four, it says, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? So again, there's a little bit of a miss. He's talking about the being filled up with the Holy Spirit and, and, and walking in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a gift that God's gonna give you. And you're like, okay, that sounds great. But when are you gonna restore the kingdom to Israel? They're, they're kind of still thinking this, this earthly bent of, of kingdom. When are we going to have a little more authority? When are we gonna throw off Roman oppression? When, when are those things gonna happen? Because now that you've risen from, from, the, from the, the grave, maybe it's time. And he's like, hey guys, he's very gracious. It's not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has sent by his own authority. But, and he's kind of like, but, let's focus back in here, what I was just talking about, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so there is this, this mandate to take the, the kingdom, to be the witnesses of, of the king, that he might establish his rule and his reign uh, on the earth. Through, through you, we, we, see it, we see a picture of it in, uh, in Luke chapter 10, uh, verses 8 through 12, where he sent 72 of his disciples, 72 of those that said, hey, we're in, we believe that you are king, we, we believe that you are Messiah. We believe that, that you're, you're, the kingdom has come. And, and so this is what he tells them. He says, when you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. It's the same thing that Jesus had been telling people before this. He says, tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, Go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. You know, a question that, that, 
that comes to me is when we walk into our workplace or when we interact with those in our lives, in our circles of influence, could, could we say the same thing? Like, like um, hey, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Like, be warned. The kingdom of God has come near to you. Because these guys went in and they're, they're praying for the sick. God, God is showing up and they're like, hey, we don't want anything to do with this. And they're like, hey, let it, let it be known that we came and the kingdom of God came near to you. Are we living in such a way where we could say to our workplace, not that you're gonna like make this public announcement in this way, but would you be able to say, hey, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near to you because I'm here. Okay, and that, that's not meant to puff up or pride or area, but like, are you living in such a way where that could be said, where God could say to those people, hey, the kingdom of God's come near to you. Like I put somebody in your work and they were, they were demonstrating, they were living out, they were speaking of the kingdom. Or they, were, they, you got, they offered to pray for you. They did, you know, is that true of our lives that the places that we are going, the buildings that we're entering, you know, the businesses that, that, that we're, they're providing us a service, that we're going in and saying that the kingdom of God is here. And how can I step into the reality of God? What are you wanting to do? How can we retrain the way that we think? How can we have the spiritual eyes, kingdom eyes to see? I was on a plane another time and then flying from, from Dallas to, into Salt Lake City. And it was a, a very unique experience because I was on a plane that I, I've only ever been on, on international flights because uh, it was massive. It had like the four or five rows in the middle, you know, two aisles and then the three, three uh, seats on, on each side. And so this huge plane and it was empty. I mean, there had to be 50 or, or less people on this plane that would hold hundreds and hundreds, I don't even know how many. And it was like, I could have sat anywhere, laid, laid down, whatever, it was empty. So it was just a little bit eerie feeling a little bit. Um, but of course I was, I was over up next to the window and we're, we're flying into Salt Lake City at night. And I'm just, I'm just uh, have the window open and just looking at all the lights. And all of a sudden I have kind of this, this God moment where God just begins speaking to me and I begin to get stirred for the, the, the people, the, the, all these lights that I'm seeing. I just felt lostness. And I felt like a, a groaning, a crying out from the, the souls of men and women, like that, that there's got to be something more, that, that, that uh, just a searching and just the, the heart of, of God, just like this kingdom lens that usually just look out and say, oh, it's a pretty city. But like God sees something a little bit more, a little bit different than what we see. And so just asking God, how do I want to get kingdom eyes? Because what I ended up doing is I was just praying. I just felt that the spirit lead me just praying as I flew into the city and just interceding uh, for, for that city and for the lost of that city, for the desperate and the hopeless of that city, just praying into it. I didn't even know anybody. I was just going for a ski trip. I was meeting my dad there. Like, but like God, God's like, there's something that I'm doing. Can I tap into it? Even though I'm just kind of going on vacation and, and getting to do some fun things. Like I, I wanna tap into God, what are you doing everywhere that I go? How do I step into and bring a kingdom reality into wherever I go if I believe that he is the king and that he is the best king that's ever been, that there's nobody like him and, and, and that I have a longing for his domain to be known and not only because I'm jealous for his glory, but also because I can believe that it's gonna be for everybody that I come around, it's for their good. Then how can I step into that reality? How can I say, God, what are you wanting to do here? 
and I'll step into it and I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna clear out the smoke and the mirrors of what I'm incapable of, what I can't do and how I'm not enough. And I'm just say, God, you're enough. And the spirit of God within me is more than enough. And, and, I'm, gonna, and I'm gonna step into this re- re- place and say, God, what are you wanting to do? And how can I be a part of it? But sometimes it's interceding. Maybe sometimes it's encouraging somebody. Maybe sometimes it's giving a prophetic word. Maybe sometimes it's praying for somebody that's injured or, or, or sick, but we're saying, God, I've got to come in. I've got to step into this reality. I want to walk out of this star. What's going on? I don't know, I don't know what it looks like, but we've got, to, we've got to step more into that. Out of just the, the daily rhythms and routines where we get caught up in, uh, this is what I do, and this is my thinking, and this is, uh, this is the plan, and, but, like, but just God interrupted any time. God, make me aware I was, I was so encouraged with this little testimony. I'll finish with this, but a, a woman who uh, just a couple weeks ago as we started this series, just feeling that, that conviction of uh, like, okay, I wanna put my device down more. I don't wanna be consumed with the noise all the time. I just wanna pay more attention to what, what he's doing and I wanna go deeper with him and I wanna take those opportunities and not let them be stolen. Those whispers of God that are inviting me into things or things that he's wanting to speak to encourage me. And you know, we just lose out on some of those things because we're, we're, we're busy doing other things or listening to other things. And so she, in, in the midst of her day, had a, had a little window. A busy mom had a little window of 45 minutes downtime. Okay, I just get a little downtime here. And she said, typically I just pull out my phone, kind of scroll through things, just kind of zone out for a little bit, whatever, and just try to, try to kind of get, get a little bit of rest before I have to get back into doing things. But she said, but I was, I'd been feeling the conviction about not just picking up my phone and, and mindlessly doing whatever. And so she said, I just, I put the phone over, over away. And, and I, I said, I'm just gonna, I just wanna be, I wanna abide. I just wanna say, Jesus, here I am. I just wanna rest in you. Here I am. And she was there for a, f- a few moments and, and then she felt like God brought somebody to mind. And, um, and so th- this, this person that was brought to her mind, she, she felt like she was just supposed to reach out to him. So she just sent him a little text, say, hey, how are you doing? Um, and got, got a little text back, hey, not, not doing, having a, having a hard day, having a, rough, a little rough time. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And the, the, the Holy Spirit prompts her to go uh, take uh, this other lady a drink from Starbucks. So she goes and picks her up a drink from Starbucks and takes it to her. And this woman just begins weeping. And uh, just begins talking about how I, I feel, I feel, you know, seen. I feel, I feel known. I feel like God. And, and so the, then she's like, "Wow, what an awesome 45 minutes! Like that was. I, I could have just literally spent 45 minutes like that, scrolling through something or checking this or that. And yet, I, I feel so alive. I feel so refreshed. Like I've just been doing it with God. Like if we'll put stuff down. In fact, I think we're gonna have to put some stuff down if we're gonna lay hold of the kingdom." There's gonna to have to be things that you put down in your life if you really wanna lay hold of the kingdom and what God is doing. There's gonna to have to be some things that you push aside before you're able to really contend and lay hold of the things that are on the heart of God to see his kingdom come and his will be done because this kingdom, it's not a matter of talk, but of power. That's, what, that's how Paul describes it in 1 Corinthians 4.20. It's not a matter of talk. It's not just like, okay, yeah, I believe it's this or I believe it's that or I wanna learn more and I can talk about it. No, in the, at the end of the day, it's not a matter of just talk. It's a matter of you're gonna step out and allow the power of God to flow through your life to impact the world around you, to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so Lord, that is our prayer. Let your kingdom come. 
but, but we don't wanna stop just even with, the, with the, the place of intercession, though we wanna continue to contend in, in prayer. We, we also wanna say, let your kingdom come and let it be evidenced in our lives. Not just let it come somehow out there through somebody, but Lord, let your kingdom come in and through my life, in this, in this earth, in my workplace, in my family, in my school, as it is in heaven. I don't wanna wait for somebody else to contend for and lay hold of these things. I wanna lay hold of heaven. I want my life to be a direct reflection of my belief that Jesus is King, that He is Lord of all, that there is nobody who compares to His goodness. There is no love like His love. There's nobody whose presence can bring peace like His presence. And then I wanna live and dwell in that kingdom and that eternal reality with my eyes fixed on the unseen, I will not live for the seen. I will not allow my life to be distracted and overwhelmed and inundated by the seen, by the smoke and mirrors, but I will step into the reality of his kingdom. God, may we dwell there. Would you give us grace to dwell there? Would you give us faith to dwell there? Would you give us courage when it's hard, when it's easier to just blend in, to dwell there? God, thank you for your grace today to say yes, to leave here changed because of your presence, because of your authority, because you're a king. We love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite you to stand with me. One of the most significant things that we do in, in our services on Sundays is have a time of response. As I said earlier, I know it will be a journey. It's a process. It's daily saying yes to Him, but there's something that God wants to activate now. He wants to activate now that there's a, a yes that He wants to hear coming up from the depth of who we are now. Like, yes, that's what I want. Yes, I wanna live in that place and follow it up with God, show me how. God, won't you lead me? God, won't you help me? I feel like I've tried that before and I just kinda I trail off. Well, today we'd love to pray for you. Our ministry team, you guys can come on up here to the front. If you'd like prayer, we would love to pray for you in that journey. And if there's anything else that you're going through, any other thing that you'd like prayer for, we, we'd love to pray for you about that. We believe God answers prayer. He moves through prayer. We believe in, in community, getting in one another's boats, praying for one another. And so we'd love to pray for you. Specifically, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God, you wouldn't consider yourself a follower of, of Jesus, but maybe you're somewhere on that journey or uh, maybe you're hearing some of these things for the first time, we'd love to talk with you about that. God's arms are, are open wide to you. And he would, he would uh, love nothing more than to see you draw near to him today. So we'd love to talk with you and pray with you about that. And as always, the fronts open up. The floor, if you just wanna come get on your knees or whatever, I encourage you to do that. I always encourage people to do it. It's just something about if God's stirring, I don't wanna just sit here, I don't wanna stand here, I wanna, I wanna move. And there's something about activating our, ourselves even physically, I just feel like sometimes it's like, yes, I'm moving into something. So if God's stirring you, you wanna come to the front, feel free to do that, but let's not leave this place without responding to God.